Welcome to Do That Well. I'm your host, Brenda Brown, and with me, executive coach Karen Thrall. Today on Do That Well, we're going to have our second installment in our Do Hungry for Change Well series. Last week, we talked about lifestyle change and what an integral part lifestyle plays in being hungry for change. This week, we're going to talk about increasing your earnings. Before we dive into this, I want us to take a moment to talk about what Karen and I mean when we say earnings, because our definition of earnings is going to go beyond your monetary earnings, your physical money that's coming in. We actually want to talk about earnings in a broader sense. Karen, do you mind jumping in here for me? Yeah. The reason I love the word earnings so much, because we could have said finances, you know, we could have said livelihood, you know, lifestyle, livelihood, that'd be really, really catchy. But earnings really depicts that there's a net worth involved. So if you think about anything you invest in, your return on that investment is going to be a net worth for you, possibly. So if you if you have a $1,000 and you get, you know, you pay all your expenses and all your bills and you're left over with X amount of dollars, that would be called a net worth. What you are left over with is a net worth. And so the more I thought about it, I was like, oh my gosh, like you could say that about anything in your life. You could say that about your lifestyle. What's my net worth in my lifestyle? You could say it about your savings account, you know, like after I spend all my my uh, money on bills, what do I have in my savings account? You could say like, what kind of experiences am I left with? Or how much room have I made in my life for experiences? Or how strong are my connections after I get paid or after I do these earnings? And also like, what's my future like? So this word earnings, it goes beyond money. And I think what happens is, and I know it happened to me, is there comes a point where you have to view your net worth. You have to look at your financial net worth and their net worth. When everything is said and done, what is left in the palm of my hand? What is left for me? And I find also um, another thing I've had to really confront in myself is how I relate to money. So money is a mirror. And I think sometimes we put a lot of emphasis on money, but you're earning what you're earning because you're valuable. So, You can start to see that when Karen and I address earnings, we do want to take into account all of the different aspects of your life that you can gain things from other than the monetary aspect. And Karen, I think you just said it, you know, as a society, we do place so much emphasis on money. And we have this idea that if you have money, you can achieve bigger, better, more. But that might not necessarily be what is important to every single individual. If having nice things is something that's a value to an individual, then that's important for them to know too. But we are just trying to make sure that we account for all of the different aspects of life in which you can have earnings. Karen, a moment ago, you listed off these five different areas that we could have earnings in. You mentioned lifestyle, savings, experiences, connection, Mm -hmm. and future. Can we take a minute to look at these different categories and how they play into earnings as a whole. Yeah. So if, okay, let's break it down. So lifestyle. So whether you're in the corporate world 
whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you want your artistry to be your career, you need to ask yourself, what kind of lifestyle are you willing to have? And how, how does your lifestyle match this desire? So, and you make a list. What does my lifestyle look like? What, where do I live? How do I, what does my home look like? So all these things, it is a good idea to be really clear on what you want your lifestyle to be, period. Because you're you're looking ahead. You're looking into who you are and into your self-worth, your worthiness, your net worth. When all is said and done, when I have this money, what do I want to use it for? Part two of that, though, what I've noticed, this happens a lot. If, If you're in the corporate world, and you're putting 12 hour days, seven days a week. Have you ever tallied up what you make an hour? So your lifestyle, your net worth. So yes, you're a hard worker. Yes, you love your job. Have you ever stopped and go, I wonder what I make hourly? And are you okay with that? If you put 12 hours of day every day, seven days a week, and you end up making X amount of dollars per hour, you need to ask yourself if you're okay with that. And if you're not, what might you need to do differently? So that would be for lifestyle. For savings, I mean, for savings, I think more and more my message for me, I don't know, Brenda, but my message is you have to have a savings. We, I think that topic needs to be retaught in every single human. From when you're little, yes, you can live on 90% of your earnings and put 10% aside. It's to, or 95% of what you bring home and put 5% aside. But this thing of not having a savings isn't an option. And it's not being taught, mentored, or trained enough to everybody. How do I live on 95% of my earnings and put 5% in a jar? And I think that's just something that is net worth. You're building a net worth in your savings. Um, for experiences, um, it's the life. How do you experience life? So you've got your job, you've got your corporate, you've got your entrepreneur, you've got your artist. Outside of all that, how are you experiencing your life? How much space is left over for you to, to go and explore? Maybe you want to travel and you're not. You know, maybe you want to go on adventures and you're not. So these are things that we have to read. How am I going to relate to my earnings so that this doesn't get compromised? How strong for connection, how strong are your relationships? Does money keep you distracted from being having healthy relationships and connections with people you really love? A lot of people, it affects them so deeply, they almost sometimes will distance themselves from others or they're afraid to reach out and ask for help or to be mentored or to be trained again in finances. So like your earnings, your net worth, how are you connecting with other people on, on your mindset, on how you view money? And of course, the future is... Today, yes, today is important and who you are becoming is important and your investment needs to be in, yes, absolutely invest in your today and invest in who you're becoming. Never forget that part of your earnings is is paying you forward, is getting you to a place in your future that's also really important. A moment ago, Karen, when you were mentioning savings, you said that you wish that was something that we took a look at again or took a look at when we were a little younger When I look at these different categories, lifestyle, savings, experiences, connection, future, I mirror some of your thinking. I want us to look at these categories and these earnings a little bit sooner in our life. I want us to have these conversations when we're younger and to keep having them throughout life to always 
encourage ourselves to take a temperature of what our earnings and what those priorities are at this, like in the now. Which leads me into this idea that we do need to prioritize our earnings. We have these categories, lifestyle, savings, experiences, connection, and future, and each person needs to assess the level of importance that each of those things plays in your life because that is also really going to affect how you move forward when you're hungry for change. If you know that lifestyle or if you know that connection is a top priority for you, then what questions do you need to ask yourself or what changes might you need to make to make sure that that continues to be you know, your top priority mm-hmm. when it comes to earnings? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that triggers a thought in me for entrepreneurs that are listening. Um, when you said about prioritizing, even and how you, even artists as well, when we talk about your net worth and increasing your earnings and your lifestyle and your savings and all these great qualities that go with earnings, not to apologize for the price points that you, you set for yourself. There's no need to apologize for that. So if you have a piece of art and you believe after, that's why I was saying your lifestyle, if you put 50 hours into this art piece and you say, I'll, I'll get $50 for it. Well, how many what is that per hour? Is that really all you want is $50? Well, you know, there's this apology. Well, well, how much do you want to get paid an hour minimum? You know, so I'd like $50 an hour. Well, wouldn't that art piece then be 2,500? I can't charge 2,500. Okay, why? Why? Because you don't see yourself worthy to receive $2,500. And if you don't see yourself worthy to receive $2,500, then your brand will be have an apology to it. Your, your marketing, how you sell, how you present you, yourself as an artist will be confusing to people. So because we're so, but that's a lot of money. See, see that's not what earnings is about, is money. It's about your worth. And so if you think of entrepreneurs too, if you're going to sell something, a product or a service, what is the absolute lowest dollar you'll get? And you never go under that dollar ever. And you can compromise, you can go above it, but you will never ever charge less than this. And then everything gets built around that. that that's a non-negotiable earning because you're valuable and you're worthy. So this thing about lifestyle and how the the time you commit into something, this is the stuff that we can't be talking about money yet. We're talking about money. (laughs) So when you said let's prioritize, there is, it's true. There's a priority that has to go into people um, so that they don't lose their worth. You know, that's why we have to prioritize in these areas, you know. Even if, let's say, you want to experience life more, you want to have experiences and you're not, you're compromising your net worth. Why are you okay not to have experience experiences? You know, so like when you're talking about savings, why is it okay not to save? How did we get into this mindset? So when you said the word priority, it just like tweaked me. Like that word priority is, it's a powerful word. At this point, there's an understanding of what Karen and I mean when we talk about earnings. This episode is about increasing your earnings. So how are we going to do that? (laughs) 
prioritizing and understanding your earnings, I think that's a great first step because you can't increase your earnings or achieve growing them if you don't understand the priority that they have in your life. You need to know what's most important and what's least important before you can start to increase. Otherwise, you might increase your earnings in the wrong places, right? Mm -hmm. The next step or another big part of this puzzle that Karen and I have identified is understanding the difference between risk and stability. Because you'll find that it's a spectrum and you might err more on one side or the other or be somewhere in between, but mm-hmm. you do need to understand the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, this will be great because you, Brenda, and I have different perspectives on this. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about this part of our conversation because I'm so curious about what you're going to say. Um, so, I tend to be more on the risk side of how I look at my earnings and how what the decisions I make based on on increasing my earnings. So I take a more risk approach. Um, and as we've heard in my story, the fact that I moved from Canada to California, right? So there's all these things that show, okay, clearly Karen's comfortable with a little bit of risk. How much risk, though, is a question you want to ask yourself. And then how much stability is the other question. So if we look at stability, I'll I'll start with stability. You know you value stability. Because remember, people listening, do the word stability and then draw a line and do risk. And then you're going to figure out where you are in there. Okay. So if you value stability and you want to increase your earnings in a stable way, you're going to have some of these mindsets. Um, You're going to see your career as growth opportunities. And we've talked about this. You're either going to move up in the company or out, and it's all to grow your career. You're going to have that. I'm going to move up in the company or I'm going to move out. You value the benefits that the the corporation gives you. You're going to value that. I I benefit greatly. I have benefit programs. Um, It's guaranteed. You sign a contract. And your earnings are, are spelled out with maybe commissions and bonuses and things like that. But it's very clear what you're going to make and you sign it and you're in agreement with the organization. And that's going to be important to you. Um, you're going to have fixed working hours where there's an expectation of when you work and then you take time off and you request time off and you do all these things. But there's very clear fixed hours. Um, you're not going to be as financially stressed. Because you already know what's coming in every week. So you'll be able to work on a budget. You'll be able to maybe plan for your savings or have those lifestyle experiences or connect with other people or build your future because you're not stressed over finances because it's predictable. And you have medical insurance. You have 401ks. So you have all these things for people that really value stability. On the downside is you're dependent on the organization to pay your bills. So you're dependent on that paycheck. And if that paycheck runs out, you're like, row, row. you know, oh, I don't, now what do I do? So there is a dependency on that organization. Um, you are limited in how much you can make. Yes, you know, you might be a shareholder or you might have all these things in place, but you're still limited. There's it, the, the world's not your oyster when it comes to how much money is going to be coming at you. Um, and then, and then there's also just job security. So what would you do if all of a sudden the job stopped? So those are the three downfalls of stability. Okay. 
Another one that I want to add with stability, which is my personal favorite part of having a more stable path, is that it does also come with structure that goes into when you were saying fixed working hours, those things. But for me, that also equates to having structure. So someone is giving me my structure rather than having to create it for myself. And that's something I personally really appreciate about stability as well. Yeah. 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 And it's great. Like, that's the thing that's beautiful about the corporate world. You know, it's, it's set up. You're, you'll know your success. Like it's set up for you to plan. It's set up for you to have, to be, have very clear expectations. And it's, it takes away a lot of the anxiety and stress that comes with, with your finances. So, um, and, and it's, it's, you're part of a big picture, you know, you're part of a group of people and everybody collectively working. So there's so many advantages of having stability in how you increase your earnings. And it is a very important option for those of you who are entrepreneurs and artists, and you're listening to what stability sounds like, and you're, you know, you're drooling going, I want that, you know, you might be ready to move into corporate now. Maybe you had your chance at, at, uh, being an entrepreneur, a small business owner, an artist, and now you're going, man, that all sounds really sweet. Okay, then you need to confront your belief systems on how you view money. You need to confront it because you're hungry for change. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to move into um, risk. Okay. So for risk, and most people who are tend to be more comfortable with risk are going to be small business owners, (laughs) they're going to be entrepreneurs, and they're going to be artists, because they're willing to take the risk. So the first thing is there's going to be a hunger in them to perform or, or save the world or create something for the betterment of society. So if you think about artists, they're creating art and for you to say that's beautiful that makes me feel something they they have just accomplished something great for actors you know when you're my daughter will always say you know if you're sick and you you get a you get a blank and you wrap yourself in a blanket and you're drinking your chicken noodle soup what do you do you turn on the tv to watch a show to be comforted so there's this thing of no but it's i don't want to lose that hunger in me to make the world a better place And so I'm comfortable with risk. Um, It's also passion-based. So people that um, tend to be more comfortable with risk, it's from a place of passion. I must do this and I'm willing to count the cost, you know. Um, It's another thing of there. There's a thing of I'm giving back, you know, I'm paying it forward. There's all these things that happen with risk. It's not that it doesn't happen stability. I'm just saying these are the common traits that you might be more comfortable in a risk setting. Um, there's no boundaries. So they, they don't have to kick down any fences because there are no fences. And this whole thing of the world is my oyster. And I say when, I say how, I say what, I say where. Like there's this thing of this independence that I get to, to carve my own path and nobody, there's nothing holding me back. Um, there is a bit of a nomadic nature because um, it's, sometimes they'll be seasonal. You know, they'll be an entrepreneur in one field and they'll sell it you know, I know many entrepreneurs and they, when they're done with something, they move on to the next, but you think of artists as well. Their whole expression of art is expressing themselves in various formats and not being confined to one concept, you know? Um, and again, um, there's an independent, independent streak. So they want to be the boss. <laughs> they want to be in charge. They want to call the shots, you know? <laughs> so there's that, but there's this constant craving to grow and expand more 
more, more. Um, they want the flexible hours. They want to be. They actually want to work at one in the morning if they feel like it. You know, so for me, that is, I love the flexible working hours because I'm constantly working at my highest state, my highest performance, mental performance. Um, there, and with entrepreneurs, there's no limit to earnings. So, you know, you're in charge of how far you can get your earnings to go. Entrepreneurs, small business owners and um, artists, they do have an element of liking change, not shock change. Like they don't want to be uprooted in a way that they weren't prepared for it. Not everyone's like that. Some people are, but there is that, that element of a change, you know, they get to watch something morph and, and evolve. And that's something that gives them a lot of life. Um, the downfall is the lack of investment. Um, it's riskier the, who they're going to be in the future. They're uncertain of what kind of earnings is waiting for them. They may not have a solid retirement plan, things like that. So that's where the risk comes in. Um, it is financially unstable. And so they know what it's like to eat ramen noodles one month and lobster the next month. And so that tension of playing that game of it's not always consistent. Uh, but in their mind, it goes, but it always works out. It's not always consistent, enough, but it always works out. Um, and the other thing is they do have to find their own health care, their own um, investments and things like that. They have to come up with that themselves. That's not handed to them. <laughs> Ramen noodles. Oh, man, you just <laughs> took me back, Karen. <laughs> I haven't eaten ramen noodles in years. Now, what I love about this section is that, as you said, you and I do tend to be on opposite ends of the spectrum because you mm -hmm. tend to be a bit more in the risk side of things. And so much of what you just said like, deeply scares me. <laughs> I'm much more on the stability side of things. And, you know, the way that we just articulated it we're placing stability more in this corporate side and risk more in the entrepreneur artist side. But I do want to also remind everybody that it's a spectrum. There's there's jobs mm -hmm. in between and there are yes. different ways that you can live your life that are not going to fit into this model. But we're giving very extreme examples you know, and generalizing how you can look at these things, but you might be somewhere in between. I think of Victor, my partner, mm -hmm. um, he's a server bartender and that includes stability, but it also does have risk. He has a more unpredictable schedule. It changes weekly. That's more of a risk leaning, you know, aspect of his job. However, he does get a consistent amount of hours, a consistent paycheck, if you work a certain amount of hours there, then you can have medical insurance. So it also comes with stability. So there's obviously lots of things that fit somewhere in between as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that's what you have to find out. Again, remember, hungry for change, increasing your earnings. I'm hungry for change. You get to increase your earnings. Always see your earnings as an opportunity to increase them. Don't settle for going backwards with them. But you, you want to find out, well, how, where do I fit? Am I all risk? Am I all stable? Am I some risk, some stable? Now that we've given you a, a list, where do you fit in that? And how can your earnings complement who you are, who you are? how you view life, how you want to live, how you forecast your future. It's up to you. You're in charge of that. 
And once you know, well, I think I want a little bit of risk and a lot of stability. Okay. Now, what does that look like for my life? Oh, wow. Well, based on this, sounds like I should probably be in the corporate world, but maybe I should only be part-time. Or if it's, I love risk. I love knowing that I accomplished my own paycheck. Well, then you're all risk, you know, and on that. Um, and I know something you and I have talked about is it is seasonal. And you did mention this. It is seasonal. Um, you might not be somebody who's always risk or always st stability. That might not be you. So every year to do an inventory on your net worth, where are you at in your worth? And what are you willing to try next year? Because it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to stick to this plan for the rest of your life unless you want to. But if you're going to stick with the same plan for the rest of your life, then do a self-evaluation of your net worth. Is it still in line? Is your earning still in line with your identity and who you are? And remembering that when we were talking about earnings in in the context of the five categories of lifestyle, yeah. savings, experiences, connection, future, not just your pocketbook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we close up, I want to bring in one more concept when it comes to increasing your earnings. As you can see at this point, we're not actually giving a practical guide of you're going to do X, Y, and Z to increase your earnings. We just want you to think about your earnings and what that means to you in your life, how your lifestyle and your connection, your experiences, how that correlates and plays with your actual pocketbook that you have as well, how all these things are connected and getting you to think about what they mean in your life and what you need. One last thing that Karen and I feel is important in that journey is setting baselines for yourself. So when you look at your experiences, let's just choose one, you need to be able to identify what is a win and what's a failure, what's a halfway point, what's a milestone when it comes to having experiences in my life. Understanding for yourself, again, if we look at experiences specifically, say that you've decided this is the most important aspect of earnings to you, and you know that a success is when you've been able to visit four different continents, but a failure is if you've only visited one. If you have those milestones or those baselines that you set for yourself, then you have something to work towards and you're not just going and being hungry for change and going into complete yeah, unknown. Yeah, yeah yes. And also those areas like the lifestyle, the savings, experiences, connection, future, take those words, write them down. And what does that mean to you? Envision what your lifestyle looks like. Envision what your savings looks like. Envision what your experiences look like. Envision what your connections look like. And envision what your future looks like. This is These are milestones that you can have. So you set the course. You, your vision is right. Well, we've reached the end of our time, so to quickly recap what we've talked about today with increasing your earnings, first we talked about this idea of net worth and net worth going beyond just your monetary pocketbook earnings, how you can look at your net worth as your worth in all aspects of your life. And then when we talked about earnings, we 
categorized it into talking about lifestyle, savings, experiences, connection, and future. I also want to point out that there are other ways that you can have earnings in your life as well. That's just what we covered today. We also talked about the difference of leaning more towards a stable place or leaning towards a risky place and what that can look like, how to be somewhere in between, or if you are somebody that really tends to be on one side or the other. And then we talked about setting baselines and milestones so that you have something to work towards in your hunger for change. Next week, we'll do our last installment in our Do Hungry for Change Wall series. Tune in next week to find out more.